the Senpai Kohai podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Support us on Patreon to gain fun perks like joining our anime club, Discord, and even join a list of credits at the end of the show. Join now at patreon.com slash senpai podcast. And now, let's talk anime. All right, and welcome everyone to another episode of the Senpai Kohai Podcast. It's your boy, Trey, and with me today is the Waluigi to my Wario, the Tanjiro to my Zenitsu, Steven. Steven, what are you doing over there? Wow. <laughs> just hanging out. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist was doing that. Was it good? That I don't. Good. I just know there's a lot of wahs going on with the Waluigi. And, no, and, he did uh, like the good vibrato and everything. That was nice. Yes. That, was, that was really good. Believe it or not, in my free time, I this is, a, this is sort of embarrassing. Maybe it's it's interesting. I'm so nervous. Uh, when I pl- so nervous. When I, pl- <laughs> I I know this could go multiple ways, and I really <laughs> don't need you to make it sound as bad as it did when I said it naturally. Um, whenever I play visual novels and games that require me to read dialogue, sometimes I'll just voice the characters myself, and that has both been absolutely hilarious in some occasions because I won't take it seriously in any way. So I'll be playing Persona Five. Royal, for instance, and these, this is a very dramatic moment. We're talking about personal trauma, and I will give it the dumbest voice that I possibly can. But then other times I will take it seriously. Uh, I think one of my favorite things to do is actually voice characters in, like, just for fun. Like, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a voice actor or anything like that. I just like to do stupid voices or try to match what I think the character would sound like just for my own entertainment to make a very text-heavy situation be better. But there's... Uh, Final Fantasy 14 online is actually a game that has like Shakespearean language is very flowery language. And then some characters have like pirate kind of style of speaking and they actually phonetically like kind of spell it out. So <laughs> there's this really hilarious thing I do with it where I try to be a pirate, but sometimes it turns into a hillbilly. And I think uh, I've been mercilessly teased by my girlfriend numerous times. Yeah. Like I'm no expert or anything. I'm just having fun. And it's, uh, I'm not, like I said, I think one time you asked me to do the, uh, the what was it? The, I think it was an Irish accent oh, or something. Yeah, we did a Scottish uh, yeah, accent for something, uh, some, some crazy sounding oh show. No. Yeah. I, didn't I tell you it always comes out Australian? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, but yeah. I, yeah. Go ahead. Or, or was that it? Do, yeah. So wait, do you actually, you do no. these out loud as you're playing them? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I, even if I'm wow. alone in my house, I just, I have fun with it. Um, you know, I was in theater, and so I learned how to do basic sort of like acting and like vocal things when I was there. And I just kind of try to remember some of that from high school and and just have fun with it. It, it makes like see, that's the thing is visual novels to me can be very boring. I actually understand your position on visual novels quite a bit. Like we kind of banter about it a little bit. But mm-hmm. to me, visual novels can be very dry uh, at times. So to keep my attention i i do these little stupid voices um uh was i think i did i think i did one uh i think i was playing root letter or something like that and and there was a period of time where i was getting really sleepy in the middle so i started doing trying to do it as scrappy do i'm a i'm gonna need a we're gonna no i'm not doing that on i'm not doing that on this i need to (laughs) i need to hear you doing scrappy do (laughs) Oh man, I used to love those shows. Um, but I mean, do you ever do anything like that? Do you ever like have fun and do something kind of unusual during your gameplay time? So I, I grew up, uh, or, you know, with a shit ton of cartoons and anime. Believe it or not, I. Oh shit! This is an anime podcast. Oh my god, is that what happens? But I can't anyway. believe you would do that. 
<laughs> I would I would watch all that and then do this stuff. But uh, I I like to mimic, um, I guess voices I hear, and so I like to practice them when I would hear them to a point uh, after I'd get comfortable. So certain characters I would like um, after hearing for so long. So like Scrappy Doo, me uh, my brother really loved Scooby Doo growing up. Him and my mom. Uh, so we grew up kind of watching Scooby Doo constantly. Every time it was on, it was Scooby-Doo in the house. And so I finally was able to mimic Shaggy whenever he was uh, whenever he was on. I would just say it immediately after him. And I would start doing that for different cartoons and different actors and movies and different things. And I, I, I would do it for people in real life, too. Like, <laughs> I'll do it at my jobs where, like, someone will say something I mimic. And I just, I just say what they say, but I try my best to do their voice. And, like, we'll mm-hmm. be on calls. And I'll I'll speak for them, and I'll I'll say something in their voice, and it's a uh, it's fun. It's a uh, I've had to be like, nope, that was me. Sorry, that was <laughs> that was me. I was playing around. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've had to clarify. But I I don't normally do it for visual novels. But but I don't give voices. I guess I I just mimic. I mean, I kind of see you as being the person that just mashes your way through the text and doesn't read the story. You're like, let's go, come on. I have to get to that point. I, I'm normally really into text. I like lore. I like world building. But there's a certain point where I'm lost. And it's it's like, shut the fuck up. I need I the, ba- <laughs> the balance has been lost. The gameplay to lore is no longer here. I'm not interested. I want to play the game or I'm ready to be finished. Like uh, Final Fantasy 13. I thought we were done. But we're not. And... Uh, there's a lot of lore <laughs> in that game, but mm-hmm. I never finished uh, digging into it because you would experience everything through the story. But every time something would happen, the data log would update and I would always see the, the icon happen in the top left or something. But whenever you dig in, it's like paragraphs of stuff and it's like, oh, God, man, you know, why can't we just mm-hmm. explain this through the story or, you know, cinematics? Is it that hard or is it that deep? And I'd. I couldn't. I tried to read it after the first couple of times, and I was like, "No, I'm sure I'll be able to piece this together." I'm a I'm a boy genius, but I'm not. I'm a boy dummy. So <laughs> your head uh, is as big as Jimmy point. Neutron, but it's uh, it's not. But I'm it's like not Carl, filled with the same stuff. Much Carl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <you are>. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that about thirteen, though. I remember that it was like reading a damn uh, a book. Like you go into that dialog, and it was like there's multiple pages. Yikes. Yeah, for each event like they they packed it full like that should have been a i don't know a, a book itself or something like mm-hmm. it it's a lot of good stuff I, like when i finished it i watched two different lore videos i think to make sure i understood what happened and i did miss details pretty pretty significant details uh, but i was still so, able to so was, kind of get the grasp was this one of your like four hour lore videos like you showed at my place when you were staying here like that Resident Evil video that was like five hours long. I think you left and then you came back and it was still going. I, I don't. Yes, <laughs> it that's good. That's exactly what happened. I went to work like a like a whole ass shift and I came back and it's like, oh, now we're in Resident Evil Seven. Like what? Is what is happening? One. Who? I like it. Like uh, who? I think it's the level Noah. of editing. Oh, I can't imagine it because it, it, he goes across all the games. His name's Noah Caldwell Gervais, I think. Gervas? Gervais? I'll have to find it and I'll try to link it. I feel like Gervais. Gervais. Yeah. Sounds good. Maybe. 
he uh, he does these like four to seven hour dissertations on video game series and their themes and elements and gameplays and how they all tie together and it's it's intriguing i really like listening to those kudos i i mean i i admire that kind of like lore diving and just attention to detail some content creators are funny and like goofy like short form videos and some people are like i'm gonna give you my my whole ass story i got i got views i got metaphors i'm, I'm ready to just drop it as i guess it's like people call it video essays like hey cool i everybody, everybody seems to like the content i mean um yeah. But that kind of leads me to something that, you know, I know is near and dear to your heart because I'm thinking about making a YouTube video. It's a video essay and it's talking about your favorite show that we've been talking about all week. You've seen all over Twitter. My Dress Up Darling. <laughs> I'm upset. I'm very upset. I, uh, everyone that couldn't see it, my eyes just rolled out of my head. I'm sure it's a great show. <laughs> but i am it I am absolutely being is forcefully thrown it's being forcefully thrown down my throat by the world the world but it's uh that's cool though that sounds it, exciting to do uh in all fairness i mean you you you're kind of the majority of the, the social media guy like you definitely get a lot more exposure to the social media than i do i can i can attest that when i do get on social media that i do see marin pop up a lot but uh, you are on our, our Twitter, our Instagram, just all of that way more than me. And uh, I can only imagine what it's like to see that same scene or the same like two to three like screen caps over and over all day. And just like it's just awful. Sensing... It's her and her feet, her in the bikini and her in that French girl pose. And like I, I just I, I want to see something else at this point. Like mm. I'm just tired <clears throat> of it. Did you say her feet? Her feet, yeah. Is that not one of those scenes? I mean, her feet exist in the story, but like, it's not a like it's not like a big moment. Did, I mean, like, oh, I know I that's the scene that was added. Something. No, yeah, okay, I mean, then. okay, they they added a scene to this this episode, but it's really short. It's just it's people not focus on extra. It. People are sharing and focusing. Man, there's on a it. it's, uh, it's there is a lot of feet people in the world, isn't there? I never knew. Yeah, it's uh, they start coming out the woodworks when they hear the feet pit pattern, and they're like, "Oh, what are those toes?" Good God, you've 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 entered a dark corner of the internet. I don't I don't oh know how I gosh. got here. It's uh, it's bad. I, don't... I need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all all like side roads aside, we've done ten minutes of us just bantering on this shit. Like, uh, let's let's go ahead and get right into it uh, with our usual like intro stuff. What have you? Let, let's start with what you've been playing. I know you got some stuff to say about anime, but I want to start with the games. It may be a little lighter this week. So, I I think I talked about last week that I started Final Fantasy VIII. I am one disc complete. I have gotten to the point where um, we got to the assassination attempt of the Empress. Um, so that's where I'm at. I decided to stop so I could interject another game. And that was Halo Infinite. Try to work in some other games while I'm going because I'm starting to hit that burnout point period of mm -hmm. uh, JRPGs. It's, it's starting to get hard. So I put in Halo Infinite and wow it's amazing just 10 out of 10 super great so far uh really like oh yeah it's beautiful it's it's intriguing uh i don't i think we talked about it last time how you may not need story elements but 
mm-hmm. you definitely need to know what's going on. Like for sure. Like I think I may okay. have tiptoed around saying no, but you definitely need to know what's going on here. <laughs> it's uh, so this is a hard no right now. Hard, yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it yet. Okay. But they're all on Game Pass, so you know, whenever you get the time. Um so that's great. I'm three story missions in. I'm working around the map, cleaning up different open world things that I can do, like rescuing fire teams, clearing bases, just doing doing all kinds really? of things. Master Chief. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm so they have a kind of an games. open world game? Like mm-hmm. there's an open world this time? Yeah. So oh. you're gonna you're gonna play a game called a Halo 3 ODST. And that one has a quasi open world where you kind of roam around a open portion of the world until you find where your next mission's going to be and it's really just kind of co- to collect elements or uh collectibles i guess and narrative driving stuff uh to progress you but this one's truly open world where you're chief and you're you're doing things that that affect the world around you and it's pretty cool uh I can't get enough. I think I was, I woke up early this morning. We, we had a rough time sleeping and I was like, well, I guess I'll just go uh, play infinite. And me and my brother hopped on a call <laughs> and I, I just played infinite. Uh, he was helping me out because he's already beat it. Oh, nice. I, I can say that, that that's probably cool because that means Bungie, uh, but does, Bungie doesn't make Halo anymore. Do they? No, it's a, uh, Oh, is it three, four, three? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's three, four, three. Yeah. Not Bungie. Bungie's still that's with really Destiny. That's cool though. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, they have they have sort of similar kind of open world elements to the game. Like there's definitely like story missions and, but it's all set in the same areas. And so if you want to, you can go down to those areas and do things similar to what you're talking about, like protect this beacon or you know go run off and fight this boss or something like that. But I think it has more of a cyclical kind of experience instead of like trying to seamlessly blend it into the narrative and i'm curious to see how that works out i know i i'm honestly i'm pretty excited to go down the route of playing the master chief collection and going through all of the games uh, because they are solid games they play fantastically i know that but it'll be good to know the lore um but yeah it sounds like you're really digging that and uh if you're putting in time in the morning then it must have grabbed your attention so your first fps in a while isn't it yeah, I played uh, I played the Call of Duty Modern Warfare campaign, I think, last year. But that was just a quick middle of the road something I was playing. But I think apart from that, yeah, this is the first real like FPS I'm, I'm putting time into. Like, I'm not just like shooting and going. This is I'm working and it's yeah, this is incredible. It, it took me a nice. bit to get warmed up. So one good thing about this one is that uh, you have boss fights which are pretty cool, pretty new to Halo. And I I just fought it as a standard gunfight or a firefight. And I was like, okay. And I died. And I was like, okay, maybe I could really just open up this time. And I did. I just, I wilded it out. I just did whatever I wanted to do and I killed it. <laughs> you know, it was amazing. The world was my oyster. But then the next time, I didn't learn the proper tools and I got stuck in a save state where I had to fight an invisible in an invisible boss fight. And I didn't know how to use the tool I was supposed to use. So I had to kind of just look for the mist and just find this assassin hunting me. And it was, uh, it was tight. I, I, man, I, I'm excited for you to get to this at some point. I'm a, I'm excited to, uh, 
get to it as well, as a matter of fact. Uh, did you have any other games before I get into my long tirade of what's going on with my gaming world? Um, no, actually. That's it. Um, I'm breaking yeah, like I said, it's pretty light. And, yeah, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, my, my gaming world's pretty light at the moment right now. It's a lot of preparation. So <laughs> this is... I uh, this is really just such a bizarre thing. Uh, as as we said, we played Battleship together, um, just to hang out and play games. And uh, this this game has proliferated to other people we know, including another podcast uh, that are uh, people that we know as well. And uh, so last week, sometime I was just hanging out with uh, one of these guys, and I was like, "Hey, let's play some let's play some Battleship." I was like, "I just want to play some Battleship." And, uh, so I, I, you know, I woke up for the day and I got online and he was like, Hey man, just let me know when you're ready for battleship. I said, all right, cool. I'm always ready for battleship. So I get on and he goes, all right, man, just give me a second to get the stream ready. And I was like, uh, excuse me, the stream what's happening. And it turns out that he wanted to actually like stream us playing battleship. And so I, I quickly, because I, I, I had tried streaming uh, a while back, I quickly put together on OBS studio, like a, a like basic ass uh, streaming setup. And it was like, all right, I'll, let's do it. Let's go. Um, and then proceeded to have a really great time streaming battleship battles for two hours, talking shit and trying to play like psychological warfare on this guy. I spent an entire game saying never go for the corners never go for the corners you never go for the corners in the very last game i put him in the corners unfortunately he found it and but it was just a really good time lots of a, a decent amount of shit talking the game was it was really just a lot of fun to play with the new like powers and stuff like that and it's kind of cool to get somebody else involved and then like have kind of an audience and so this led to what eventually became more people in this other channel i'm in uh playing battleship against each other and then we have this whole other podcast the uh was it uh, the the chaotic pubcast mm-hmm. uh, a few friends of ours um are a part of and they, they call me out on freaking twitter these <laughs> bastards they dragged you coming after my neck <laughs> it was disrespectful as hell man like i i i took i took z uh, like uh, one of the hosts is uh z diggity uh he's our friend zach um I took him to the cleaners on stream, and then unfortunately for me, I, on another round, I I definitely floundered. So he's in there talking shit like it didn't take seven wins from his ass, and it just led to one of the funniest things that has ever happened. Where we're we're going to have an inter podcast battleship tournament, uh, and uh, so that's something to look forward to. <laughs> now let me caveat off that real quick because Mister J mm-hmm. uh, from uh, from Chaotic Podcast thought he was going to come in there and drag me as well. He thought uh he thought he could come in there and talk that shit about fighting me on Dragon Ball Fighter Z. And he thought uh he thought he got away with so many wins, but but I, I clapped cheeks with Golden Frieza <laughs> at least four to five times in a row, and I let him know if he wanted another clapping and I knew what was happening and just let me know <laughs> when he wanted it again. And so we, we are gonna have to schedule a, a big tourney with the, the chaotic podcast. Uh, fun guys, fun, I, the, fun things happening with them. Yeah, if you get the chance, uh, they just started out their uh, their podcast. Check them out. It's just it's very nerd heavy. I'd, I'd say a very like comics and and uh, and movies at the moment. It was mixed with some music. So they're 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 getting started, and it's it's pretty fun stuff. I enjoy. It. There's some pretty funny stories in there already. Check them out if you get the chance. They're on all major platforms. Moving past that, I've so we've I've had a lot of fun with Battleship. I have can 
continued my journey through Persona 5, but the most important thing happened today. I picked uh, up Monster Hunter Rise. <sighs> Look, Steven. don't sigh. I asked you what platform you're playing it on so you and I can play together. We can hunt monsters together. What'd you get it on? I got it on Switch. Oh, good. Okay. All right. I was going to say, did yeah. you get on like I, I said I was going to get on Switch. <laughs> no, no, no. I got it on Switch. Uh, believe it or not, Target had it on sale for 40 bucks. So I, oh, I jumped on the opportunity. Yeah, I had, a, I had a gift card and everything. So I only ended up spending 30 bucks on what essentially is a relatively new Monster Hunter game. Has a very like Japanese ninja theme to it, which speaks to my inner anime weeb. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I'm pretty excited about giving that a go. They got an expansion coming out soon. Um, I'll pay for your Switch Online account if you play if you play this goddamn game with me. <laughs> so we'll get, it it. we'll get to it. We'll get to it. All right, I'm, I'm my brother's like, wanting to play wait, too, so I'll I'll join. Yeah. Like uh I'm definitely gonna like I'm definitely devoted to Persona 5 until completion. But after that, we'll play some we'll play some multiplayer monster hunting antics, and I'm pretty excited about that too. Um past that, I really haven't done anything else. Like I really only have had time to sneak in a little bit of battleship because I'm uh, taking on a project at work at the moment that's gonna make my schedule a little more tight, but I'll make it work. Anyways. So now we've we've covered the light the light serving of gaming that we've been going through, but what about our anime? Because I think you have been excited to talk about an anime all week. Oh, you know what I've been watching? Mm. Monster Masuma. So anyway, I knew, I knew. look, you posted <laughs> in the waifu channel far more pictures than I expected of Monster Girls. Oh yeah, always. And so I uh, I actually started. Uh, and I think I've talked about it on here before. The vampire dies quick or dies too quickly or dies too soon. Oh man. It's that last part of that, that show that kills me. It's the vampire dies too soon. And uh, I'm pretty sure, but it is so funny. So ridiculous. And the premise is that, um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure we covered it before. So it, this is ringing a bell. So I'm going to just do, quick light overview so you have your vampire Draluk, who's this famed progenitor vampire uh living in a castle and it turns out uh there's a kid that's gone missing so the vampire hunter ronaldo has gotten called to, to go take care of this vampire and bring back the kid when he gets there it turns out there's this vampire that is not the progenitor he's just this weak ass vampire who just dies every time the wind blows and literally, if he gets embarrassed, he dies. If the door hits him, he dies. If someone touches him, he's dead. And he always yells, mm-hmm. sand, 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 every time because <laughs> he he's turning into sand. And it's so funny. Um, but R- Ronaldo sees what's going on, and the kid's not in any danger. He's just playing some of his, the Draluk's video games. And so they go through all these antics in the episode, and it, clearly they're both dumbasses. Like, they, they cannot keep their shit together, and they hate each other. Um, eventually this all leads in them saving the kid and the castle burns down. And now, uh, dry Luke has nowhere to stay with his familiar, John, the armadillo. And they decide to go live with Ronaldo, the vampire hunter and antics ensue. It's yeah. just so funny. I, uh, I, I they meet other, other characters. Yeah. That oh, kind yeah. of add into the antics. Yeah. Oh my God. And it's, it's awful like 
they, they've used horrible phrasing for stuff. Like I just watched an episode where <laughs> they just uh, they just did a twister match and the guy uh, Ronaldo survived. He's like, wow, I didn't get my back blown out. And uh, <laughs> Dry Luke the Vampire is like, you need to look up what that means. I don't think you're using that right. <laughs> And it was... I think my favorite part of this is, look, I got to stop you there, because this is exactly why, like, in the last episode I talked about uh, Dragon Ghost House Hunting, the quality of the dub's script writing is just going sky high these days. Like, yeah. See, for, for me, it's like, I, I watched it subtitled, but I came back and watched it again dubbed, like, I, the show you're watching, I'm watching, too. And mm. I just have to say... It's it's the case whenever you're doing like because some people are like die hard at like direct translations, but some of the jokes that are told are better received in their original culture. And what I think is really cool is when the dub uh, translation group, whatever, um, translates a joke in the way that an American or Western audience, I guess, in this case, would understand it a little bit better, would get the laugh out of it. Like, I, I really feel like that joke you told. I don't think that's in, I don't if I recall correctly, that's not the exact joke in Japanese, but oh. it's way funnier with the same kind of like feeling as what they were going for in Japanese. And I, I think that's really, it's, I love that. I love that about it. So. Some humor analyst kind of working in the background. Um, yeah. I mean the comedy, the comedy is better that way. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of all I've been watching. Um, I think, yeah, this is, this has been, I'm halfway through it and I just started it this week. So that's pretty fast for me. Um, I don't mm -hmm. know what I'm going to go to. Oh, I'm not going to go to anything next. Um, I am about to be begin my, uh, anime exodus where I'm not going to watch anime. Oh, Trey Sean. What? Why would you do that? What? Because I'm going to start reading a shit ton of manga. Oh I'm, boy. I'm going to be here. Reading it's fucking here finally <laughs> yes I'm gonna be it's reading, my time to shine i'm gonna be reading manga <laughs> out the ass so i'm gonna try to finish dragon ball z i am in the frieza arc right now and i think i can have this it's zooming like i'm loving it i don't want to stop reading it. it it just keeps getting better and better i have mayor next um i've got recommendations from the boys that i'm trying to get ready and, and lock down and I looked up searches relevant to what you guys all recommended me, and I found a couple that really piqued my interest. So I'm excited to oh. report on those once I get to them. There's this one oh, called okay. Blood on the Tracks. Have you heard of that one? Oh, yes, I have. I'm excited for it. It sounds fucked up. <laughs> so I'm excited. Oh, yeah. That, that author that author has a, another series that I will tell you shortly. Um it, yeah, it's he, apparently Shane. they're all like psychologically damaging series. Like everything yes. is pretty awful. But I was looking up the uh, Darker Self series. I think the one you uh, described to me, Darker Self, the um, I can't remember the whole title, but uh, it's like a manhwa, I think. So I was trying to find it in my Google Play store. I was like, let me go ahead and wishlist this. And I found that one. And I was like, whoa, this sounds crazy. Yeah, the one I suggested to you you're referring to is one I've actually mentioned slightly on a previous episode. My Dearest Self with Malice of Forethought. And that is actually Dear a Japanese self. manga. Ah, That's a okay. Japanese manga. And uh, they actually just, I think it just recently ended not that long ago. 
And so there, it is complete. So there, it's it plays out like a like a psychological thriller, murder mystery, whole thing. It's really really cool. Um, what is it? Uh, I'll see if I can find the the other one I was going to tell you. There is a video by Super Eyepatch Wolf um, that covers this manga, and it's uh, Chino Wadachi, and. Oh, sorry. That is a blood on the tracks. I apologize. That's what the the whole thing is. I've I've jacked that up. You can erase my statement. <laughs> blood <laughs> no, blood on the tracks. It, blood on the tracks is wild. It is it is a very deep psychological kind of like simmering thriller and like some really scary moments happen in it. And it, they're really not that bad, but they elicit that same kind of feeling. And uh, I can't recommend it enough. It's it's different if you if you like really slow burn psychological trauma kind of like thrillers it to me i kind of liken it into the way i felt about uh perfect blue and it's psychological kind of like a thriller um thing going on with idols you've never seen perfect blue no satoshi khan my list yeah satoshi khan uh, is just like a master of that kind of like very deep kind of confusing with psychological kind of thriller thing going on but he's made some other cool films too um but yeah no i'm so glad you're getting into manga i i could cry senpai could cry right now uh, go go forward if you need a minute i can i, I can talk about dragon ball i, just, <laughs> I no, i'm, just, I'm so proud of you yeah thank you i've made a habit of uh so i normally take my son for my wife to get him dressed after his bath and i've made it a habit of telling him my daily updates of dragon ball and I mean, he's only 18 months. He doesn't know what's going on. But I'm sitting there putting a <laughs> diaper on him and I'm putting his pants and his shirt. And I'm like, all right, little man. So today looks like Vegeta blew up Kiwi with dirty fireworks. And now he's got to go get the Dragon Ball. But hopefully Gohan and Krillin can get it before him. And I'm sitting there like telling him. And he's just, uh-huh. <laughs> just, just looking at me. Like, yeah, he's just looking sure. at you. Yeah, maybe, maybe you'll see this one day. I don't know. If it's popular by the time you're old enough to watch anime i don't know we'll see yeah we'll see uh, it might it might be a, a whole other animal by that time yeah. um but yeah i'm so i'm so proud of you for getting into manga like i've i've given you some suggestions i've actually wholeheartedly stayed away from giving you rom-com suggestions because i was going through my my like my favorites mm-hmm. um and it turns out about 60 percent of it is rom-coms <laughs> so I uh I definitely like wanted to get some of the more like highlight. There's a lot of like trash isekai and and other like random bullshit I just threw in there to see how bad it was. There's definitely like some smutty like really shitty uh like revenge stories and uh, there is there is a manga called Sex and Dungeon and it is uh it's not it's good. Sex and Dungeon? Yes, it is called Sex and Dungeon. Um oh, it's not I very thought... good. Yeah, it doesn't it's like basically hentai thing. for the most part without like the the graphicness of it and i just like i don't care about the characters like it, it's it's basically hentai without the like explicit nature of it um yeah. there's another series called lust geist that's kind of the same thing it's like it's supposed to be intriguing and kind of like this like intense thing and i, I mostly it's just porn without the super explicit version of porn so nice yeah, I, I, I test, like, I want to see how far these these things go, but then I also, I'm like, I don't care. 
like it, like if i want to watch if i want to read porn if i want to watch hentai like i will like I, I don't know if i need i don't know i don't care about these people um maybe i'm and maybe i'm just cynical that's what i was worried about with stuff like monster masume or world's end harem because they kept coming up in uh in what i was trying to read because like they'd be in humor or like world's end harem came up in horror when i was going through that and i was like that seems intriguing but i'm pretty sure steven told me this one was pretty pretty hentai so I don't know Look, if I really like uh, gamble with that one. Worlds in Harem. I can joke all I want, but it does have an intriguing story. But it there's a lot of TNA in that that story to go along with it. It's yeah. just the reality of the storyline they're trying to tell. Now, um, a lot of it actually does play into backstory, but it, I mean, a lot of the story is based around breeding and sex, and so it comes up a lot, especially since they try uh. to keep these. They try to keep these characters, these male characters, like out of the loop. Like that's that's a big part of it. It's like it's very much intrigue. Like you have okay. this one, the main guy who shows up and he does he's he's alive and he doesn't want to participate in this. You have another character that is like, I'm on board a hundred percent. But then there's some weird stuff happening in the background that looks a little seedy and in and dark, and it's like, what's happening there? Then you have another character who participates for a while but for a reason so he can get to a specific goal and then he starts kind of playing with the background machinations there i mean i'm literally leaving this super vague but the on purpose but the story ultimately is actually pretty decent you just have to weed through a lot of tna to get to it and not everybody not everybody's willing to do that like that's the reality yeah. of it like like I, where i'm at in the manga right now like uh into current chapters like it's gotten really really interesting they've introduced characters you thought were gone like they were dead but they're actually alive and then there's multiple organizations across the world that are sort of doing the same thing or are they and it you know it gets into really kind of complex stuff like that it's it's a lot of it's really really good it is a good story there's just a lot of t tna in it like it, it's not something you're gonna read in front of your your parents and be like look look at how amazing this story is no no, they're gonna be like, that's a lot of porn you got in there. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's the truth. It's the truth. It's uh <laughs> what was the other one? You, what was the other one you gave me? Um well, like, Monster Masumi. World in Monster Masumi. Like, okay. Two other big ones. It's like Parallel Paradox or something, and another one. Or, Parallel Paradise, which is that one and ooh. Destiny Lovers. The they all look awfully risque. Um Parallel Paradise is a lot more graphic and kind of weird tna uh, with a storyline that could be interesting like i i stopped reading parallel paradise because i was like this got super fucking weird and it's super gross um ooh. yeah i'm not gonna actually describe what happens in it but like it like i'll send you a link you can check like two uh, three chapters and be like and like you'll you'll tell if you're if you're capable of moving past that to see the story i've i've I kept up with it to a certain point and then it started kind of like cycling through similar storylines, almost like it's trying to extend it for the purpose of like, here's a new character, uh, hentai. Um, uh. and I, I stopped, so I saw, I stopped reading it. Um, and then what was the other one you said to me? It was, it was parallel paradise. Must be assuming uh, destiny lovers. That one's about destiny uh, prison, prison, prison wards or something. I think. Yeah, that it's one's actually pretty interesting. 
yeah it's, it's got it gets it's got some weird ntr-ish vibes to it so like it kind of gives you this really bad feeling at varying points in the story and it is very like smutty at times but there is a story in there and it's not bad i just didn't care for it like i i, I have this problem i have this big thing like when if you're gonna be that intense make me care mm-hmm. make me care about your characters make me care about the world make me care about why this is happening to like i want to be engaged and i and just not um and unfortunately that's that's a genre now it is a genre now and that's fine to each their own uh but yeah it kind of uh wraps all our anime and gaming and so let's go ahead and get into the meat and potatoes of this episode we're going to be talking about retro anime now one of the big reasons why this is an interesting topic in my book is because what I view as retro anime for myself does not mean it's exactly the same as you. I'm sure it falls into the same guys, probably because it's even older. But what would like so what would you view as retro anime, uh, Trey? Would you name some titles for me? So, for me, um, I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and kind of set my my parameter, um, and it's gonna be things like Mobile Suit Gundam, OG mm-hmm. Mobile Suit Gundam, Dragon Ball Z at this point is a retro anime i believe um sailor mm-hmm. moon to a degree is a retro anime cowboy bebop is a retro anime um and maybe things like uh oh what's the driving one initial d um <laughs> things like that uh 2000 and below mm-hmm. at this point retro anime so for me, for me, retro anime really falls more into the 80s range. Um, like a lot of what you listed was like pretty much like 2000 uh, and blue and like only to a certain degree. Um, like, for instance, like Sailor Moon was definitely like 90s. And like, I, I, you know, based on the current market, I'd say that's definitely a retro anime. Uh, for me, I, I remember when it was it was new. It was the newest thing. Um, and that And that's always really hard, too, because like when we got it, it it may have been older than that you know but when we got it was in the 90s um i think uh, dragon ball z for me though that was absolutely current at a certain point cowboy bebop that was current neon genesis evangelion that was current but for me a lot of what was retro was things like fists of the north star um we're talking jojo's bizarre adventure ovas we're talking uh kimikuria orange road rama one half when it first came out um i actually have a pretty good selection of retro anime on my own shelf so let's let's refer to the library and actually while you're doing that i think kind of something you have to bring up when you're looking at retro anime too is styles um and i think we've kind of talked about it too we we had one discussion that's kind of fuzzy uh where i was talking or i was more bitching about neon genesis evangelion and i was like why this this looks so good but i'm looking at something like whatever i was watching i i feel like it was isekai um and it looks like shit and it was the training sequence that uh shinji and the red girl were going through and everything was fluid everything was bouncy and i was watching something else and it wasn't so i I think that i think you kind of have to look at whenever a lot of that stopped because you you see like back in those early days, a lot of that hand-drawn animation or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I don't remember quite what you said, but there was cell a lot animation. more of that. Or sale animation, like in Cowboy Bebop. And it's, what is it? Cowboy Bebop, you've got your um, Neon Genesis, Gundam, 
it, it's in those and you can see it in some of the shots for dragon ball especially in the movies you see shit like that um mm-hmm. but you just don't see it that much in the animes nowadays before it all gets cgi i guess it's kind of more of a generational break at this point when you kind of have to define retro anime and mm-hmm. current gen anime i guess you could say yeah, so for me, one of the big things about like cell animation is it had a lot of kind of almost dirtiness to it. Like there were potential for flaws because there were so many frames in it. And believe it or not, I actually think that like digital animation today can accomplish the same goal. But the problem is the workload versus like the detail. It doesn't. It doesn't add up. Like the kinds of the kind of workload, the kind of like the number of frames and everything they had to do back in the day, kind of led to that. And of course, you know, you had there was a lot of money flowing around in like the eighties and stuff like that for like the OVA uh, stuff going on, like neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, all that was pretty like, you know, really new. And they, they really kind of blew it up and digital animation has the potential to do this. Sort of thing. You've seen this in, in some of the movies and things like that. Like, I think one of my, like your name does some really wild stuff and that's a digitally animated movie. Um, and as you can see, it really comes down to budget and time frame, doesn't it? A movie tends to get a bigger budget. It gets a bigger team. They get they want more details. They want higher quality. Um, so they get a little bit more to it. So I don't think it's necessarily um, retro anime is like a dedication to sell animation that makes it better or kind of more bouncy. It's I think it's budget and time, honestly. Well, I mean, just uh, to just to rebut that, if you look at something like. I guess we'll say Broly, one of the Broly movies for Dragon Ball. That's a really good looking movie overall from its time up to its fight scenes up to, mm-hmm. I mean, just, just anything. It's a good looking shonen movie from eighties, nineties, late, late eighties, early nineties. I think is when it came out. Um, and I mean, granted your name is just a standalone thing from a studio with a lot of money, but mm-hmm. I don't know if that was necessarily my argument, I guess it's just, you have to look at, or you don't have to, this is just the way I guess I'm separating it. Mm -hmm. But when that style stopped becoming so common is when that, when retro anime stopped the, the out with the old style and with the new, does that make sense? I I don't know if I'm quite elaborating. It does. Okay. So that's, that's a fair assessment of it is like, I guess I can, that makes a lot of sense to me in a bigger way is a lot of times what people associate retro anime with is more of that kind of like dirty, grimy sort of cell animation in the, in the difference in, in that quality and bounce. Yeah. Um, into a more like kind of like quick pace package digital, like, let's get it out quick and fast with good character designs and maybe a little bit of action. And you, you can kind of like drop the, drop the quality a little bit. And, and I think I think you're right on that because like when if you're talking retro anime, we're talking about times back in the day. There was still corner cutting that existed, but ultimately there was a lot more detail to it in its own right. Um, one of my favorite retro anime of all time, and uh, one of yours as well, is both. They're both guilty of the same thing. I'm talking about City Hunter, City Hunter for myself. I'm talking about Mobile Suit Gundam for yours. Do you mm-hmm. remember that they used to use like reused frames? 
so oh, it'd yeah. be a scene of like the the Gundam shooting the gun and he's as he's spinning through space and then it, it's like shows the Zaku and it's like boom oh no I'm blowing up but then like there'd be a ne- same shots yeah, of same, white face same stuff absolutely so you know it's not like it was ever it was it was perfect there was this golden period in the older anime uh series that you know they had it right uh, over current i think it's just a difference in in animation quality um budgeting time frames i mean think think about how many series come out each season this year and i think that's that's really kind of the big difference is the number of series and the number of titles coming out back in the retro period was a lot smaller because there were less there were less studios um i think i i mentioned it once in an episode while i was talking about what i was watching currently but it's it's kind of an uh, a an insight into how connected studios were and how few of them there were back in the day like i was talking about the series uh irresponsible captain tyler and that is a retro series as well as far as i'm concerned it's like late 80s if i recall correctly and so uh, one one of the studios that helped animate it was kyoto animation before they were like you know the powerhouse they are these days like the guys who worked there like they what was it uh i think it was just called kyoto anime in the uh in the in the credits but there was also multiple other studios that are considered powerhouses now but they were just secondary houses because all of them had to work together to even get it out onto the market and there were only a few of these series each like fist of the north star is a classic retro series and it it does it did the same thing like gundam city hunter like cat's eye kimigore orange road we're talking all that stuff did they had reuse framework and they had certain colors they could only work in um a lot so of that stuff back then was just that like that oh, that that's something you you don't see anymore though and i guess that's a stylistic practice across anime you don't see reused frames as much um you don't see transformation sequences that take up time kind of like you would see back in those days i think i remember mm. in um what sailor moon you had transformation yeah. sequences that would happen oh man yeah i'm trying to remember there's another one i watched where i was like this is egregious you know this card capture sakura something else had a lot of transformation sequences yeah um and magical girl series were guilty as hell of this man i uh what was i watching but it it may have just been actually a, a, a different show but i was like yeah this is dumb this is just like anime but you know, you, you just don't see that anymore. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so uh, so this actually leads me into a unique, uh, unique kind of statement. I, I actually feel like the length of anime series has shortened because all of that was taken out. So, like during that period, you know, selling pro- like selling goods and selling your show and your franchise was a big part. Like you had to stay in the 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 eyesight. You were you had to be on TV. So extending your episodes, extending your episode count was beneficial to your brand. Um, I mean, think about it. There, There is, let's see here, five seasons of Sailor Moon, three seasons of Saber Marionette in varying letter forms at the end of it. Uh, City Hunter had four actual tv series multiple ovas and a couple movies and even a movie as recent as like 2017 i think it is mm-hmm. um you have things like dragon ball z which had 
nine seasons in its original run. You have Ranma one half with seven seasons in its original run. You have things to that but level all, all over the place. A lot of that too, unless you know you have a lot of material you're working with, a lot of things can be told in the time frames allotted, and they have to, or else they risk um I guess getting dragged for, you know, BS. Because that everything's a flash in the pan for its season. Mm-hmm. Not not everything's gonna get its time to shine or and it doesn't need a second time to shine uh i mean things like 86 it it got its time what last year not not last season but it it just got its second season this year that's doing really well that it got Mm -hmm. its second shot for that but not not everything's going to carry over and it doesn't need to not everything has that quality whatever i guess vetting process they have for making sure an anime can come up and and last and sustain maybe just doesn't happen anymore or they're they're just isn't that much powerhouse for for the writing i don't know you know no i think it i think it really just comes down to a difference in the market um if i'm being completely honest i think really a lot of what i was talking about was weekly shows that were shown on television at varying points in the day this was back in an era where you didn't have streaming platforms if you missed your episode if you missed your episode you missed, you missed it, it. for good yeah. until until it was on VHS or some or DVD even, and that's the thing too is you know because you were relegated to TV alone, it only came on once a week, so it's a lot harder to spot those reuse frames and those like extended sequences because it's been a whole week of other shit that you've been doing before you've seen it again. But with the current market, we live in a we live in a situation where we can watch twelve episodes back to back to back. I do it all the time. As a matter of fact, yeah. so I can see those those like reused frames or like where we really dropped the ball or that transformation sequence takes a long time, especially for watching it every episode. So as you can see, like over time, that sort of thing can be dragged. You have things like the internet; people can tell each other about the shit all the time. Your disdain for Marin from dress my dress up darling is born out of everybody having the ability to share that shit all the time, immediately and all week as you build up to the next episode that was different in retro anime you had something to look forward to each week i mean can you imagine being in 1979 waiting for the next episode of mobile suit gundam i can't fathom that that. and you know what like that's just just wild just to do it and then be disappointed because i think amuro ray ran out naked in a scene i'd be so pissed i'm pretty sure there was an episode where you see amuro's cheeks and I was pissed. I was like, why the <laughs> hell am I seeing this? I can't imagine waiting a week and seeing that and having to wait another week for a fight scene. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of BS that happens. That's that's upsetting. I can't imagine it. Dark times. But dark times. But that's a yeah, that's that's a, like look at retro anime. Look look at from like like nineteen seventy nine. Like look at the the length of mobile suit gundam. And as you go throughout time, you, you see that same length of like Dragon Ball Z. Like, I really don't feel like it's until we hit 2000s and we started hitting like the change in the business and what we view as modern anime that you really saw a difference. Come on. When a series gets 26 episodes or more, it's quality. It is something that hits JoJo, Attack on Titan, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Like, go look at Mal right now. The I, if last time I checked it, the number one anime on Mal was Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. 
so and that's the thing is i think that's like a i think it's only like a 48 episode series 52 episode series like that's that's unheard of for a major series like that that has that kind of clout like back in the day come on dragon ball z a cultural phenomenon had let's see but one thing for full metal alchemist too is that that was a lot of gateway drug for everybody to kind of get into it too for tsunami and everything else that was that was a lot of people's foot in the door is that your dragon ball 200 yeah these are my dragon ball z blu-rays this is the original run without the kai edits or anything like that 291 episodes real hot girl shit yeah we're not even talking the original dragon ball or any of the movies or any of the ovas like that's that was a weekly thing i want you to remember that (laughs) somebody watched dragon ball z every week Without I having did. a streaming platform, yeah, I like did. I, yeah. so did I. I, I watched, the, I watched up from the from the beginning of Dragon Ball Z to the Frieza saga, right up uh, before the Super Saiyan moment, uh, four times on broadcast <laughs> television. That's because cool. they hadn't licensed the rest of it. I watched the DIC dub, like that's like that's like that old school shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like. It's a to me like that's one of the differences in ex- experience. I think I think it's really changed in the market as we as we live now. But it's still wild to me that you technically lived in a period with what I because the thing is ultimately what I was trying to get at when I actually started this kind of commentary was the fact that my view of retro anime is retro anime, seventies, eighties, that sort of thing, absolutely one hundred percent retro anime. But what you experienced, even just ten years later, like. I guess 10 years is quite a long time, but what I was still watching as my current is still retro anime today because it's different based on the business model and the platform. And I, I, you know, there are, I think there are some things lost over time. Um, I feel like some of the kind of like uh, very like, I don't know, like the animation in like something like uh, Cowboy Bebop is just so different mm-hmm. it feels different um if you watch trigun trigun is a great series that you know was a gateway drug as well and it it definitely has that same kind of like dirty grimy i drew this by hand but it's still really nice looking kind of show um you know but there i think there is a period somewhere in like the mid 2000s where that changed and i think it all came with uh, the onset of much more affordable digital uh, imaging software and tools and things like that, where animators of varying degrees could actually get into the field and do work faster. And so it changed. And, uh, you know, I don't think it's bad. I think I just, I think I just desperately miss some of that retro and I miss the eighties, frankly, I'm just old and I miss the eighties. So I think we all do. Even those of us that weren't there, I think we missed the eighties. By proxy, there's something wonderful. There's something wonderful about watching anime where there's like, uh, was it leotards and uh, ankle warmers and like that's I think that's one of my favorite things about watching retro anime is just seeing a snapshot of a different country. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, one of my favorite series of all time. Like I I own it 
in multiple forms is Kimigori Orange Road. This basically means uh, it's, it basically translates to like Capricious Orange Road. And it's about this guy who uh, meets this girl randomly and catches her hat. And he and she seems like such a sweet girl. And she's so nice. And he basically kind of crushes on her a little bit. And he just moves to the area. And it's like, oh, cool. Then you meet his family. And it turns out they're all espers. They have psychic powers. Which is okay. such a bizarre twist. Like It's like, excuse me? You have psychic powers. Is that, is that what you said? Your espers? Like, is that what Dying you like? I, I love like so I was like, okay, cool. And he goes to school and he meets that girl again, but she's a delinquent and she has a, like a best friend that's also a delinquent with her. She says this younger girl and he, you know, like he kind of gets picked on uh, by them a little bit and stuff like that. And he ends up using his psychic powers to do something kind of mundane to him but the younger girl delinquent sees him do it it makes him look really cool in her eyes and so she develops a crush on him and the whole series is basically about this weird love triangle between the younger girl the girl he met originally and him and psychic hijinks ensue and stuff like that but it's it's really uh, an awesome show that kind of shows off the things that were popular during that period like ski resorts were a big thing and jazz clubs and discos were a huge thing like the 80s was when japan was banging i don't know if you've ever played yakuza zero but it's actually set during like like the biggest like the biggest bubble before it burst in japan like money is flowing so the the environment's different but like and even the instruments like people play in terms of like what people view as cool like look i'm a saxophone player i think a saxophone is cool and you know there it's, was a period from like not. the 90s to 2000. Uh, look, I know, I know. It's 90s to 2000s. You're gonna need the trumpet. You're gonna need a trumpet. Look, I was in a ska That's band. I know <laughs> that. I know what cool, what is cool, and what isn't cool. Um, but I still love saxophone. But like the eight is like you're not. You're gonna not gonna tear me down. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'm just gonna roll past it. Um, but yeah, yeah no, it's like, like the saxophone, the, the saxophone and jazz and leotards and ankle warmers and like ski resorts and aerobics class. Like, there's actually an ap- an episode. I think McDonald's was like the newest shit on the planet to them at the time. This is brought up constantly. Um, you know, so they had their own like kind of like time capsule '80s like things going on, and I I love seeing that. Even the music, the music was city pop. One of my favorite genres ever, but it was the normal pop of the time. And that's, that's what's so wild to me is like when people look back, like, cause you can actually, like they re-released all of the, the soundtrack for this series on vinyl recently. And I desperately want it, but I don't have $35 per vinyl to send from Japan. Yeah. Like it's 35 a piece, but, but it's like this classic, this classic pop soundtrack but now it's viewed as city pop it's like this this fad that's come back so it's now it's it's been it's been uh commod uh was a uh um it's become a commodity essentially and mm. so they, they can sell it at a premium like it's that's a huge deal but like back then that was normal and i think that's uh, one of the best things about retro is like you see you see what was normal during a time and now it's something that's quirky so I got yeah. I got on my soapbox. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Bit. Yeah, no, that's that's okay. That was that was a lot. That's okay. No, I, 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 I have feelings. There was a uh, just to kind of 
hit on it real quick. There's a anime service called Retro Crush that was uh, getting a lot of advertisements there for a bit, and they had a lot of cool aesthetic to them. I liked what they were showing. Um, I just don't know a lot of what's on there, um, just as a, uh, a millennial anime watcher, and that's kind of where my common ground is lost. Uh, there's a, just not a lot of, I guess, no on older, not popular um, retro anime. I know we've talked a lot about how there's a lot of trash. The the shiny ones do shine, but there's a lot of trash to filter through before you find another yeah. diamond in the rough. So it's it's kind of hard doing digging in in the retro anime if if you don't know what you're looking for. And I think that I think that with a little bit of research and a little bit of like uh, communication with your your anime fan community, you can find the good stuff. Because look, I'll, I'll say in the same vein. There's a lot of trash out there. And there's also in the same vein, like I was talking a little bit earlier about the trashy, smutty, kind of like kind of crappy stuff from our current generation. That shit existed back then too. There so one I'll tell the story because it actually makes sense. Is uh to go with that. Is there was a TikTok video, which I don't do TikTok, but my sounds my like friend you do does TikTok. Sound, you shut your mouth. Sounds like it's busting sounds like respectfully <laughs> okay okay look i'm gonna interrupt everything i'm saying right now do you know what's the source of bussin look i i appreciate bussin bussin sounds amazing i think it really kind of like conveys the right message but do you know the source of bussin i have no idea no you you've hit my age point you've hit my age point like you don't know where your meme comes from at this point i don't yeah. know where any of them come from i have to do research like the old ass person i am with my bald ass head um no, to find out what meme. this shit means i got a meme about bussin and it was a a sonic or a sonic eating some chili dogs and he was like wow mom these chili dogs are bussin respectfully sheesh and i was like what is going on here what, what is all this and is that a, like uh, is that TikTok. like two or three of them? Yeah, yeah like two like or three four or five TikTok TikToks like... all in one. <laughs> oh, all in God. one meme because I have heard I have heard the sheesh thing, but I I love the source of that because look, I'm not gonna lie, the source of the sheesh one is amazing because what I basically is a video of these guys showing off a frog and going sheesh to it and all i can just imagine is like these guys are fucking like high as hell and they decided to make a tiktok and just like film this frog at the same time but then everybody took it and used it everywhere else like i feel like that's most memes or tiktok things that people got like really high and just did weird shit so i feel like we've we've hit on a lot of points and a lot of randomness uh what was the story i was telling before oh it was the fact that i saw a tiktok it had a lot of uh like early it was like late 80s early 90s like anime gore and i was watching this video and it turns out it was just from like two to three like animes for the time like demon city shinjuku wicked city these things were like shock shock horror gore kind of things from back in the day so it it's not it's not it's not like just this generation is terrible like that same shit has existed for years and that's kind of the 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 kind of wind up point to my retro anime is uh there's just a, a lot of what we had before we have today it's just in a different form and it's i feel like everybody that does appreciate anime now should go back and see what we call retro anime now um i would love to hear from people what they think is a retro anime um what they liked about retro anime 
and what kind of things you wish they would be doing in current anime that has been forgotten from beforehand. So if you ever feel like uh, sharing that information with me or Trey, hit us up on Twitter because I want to know. Maybe we'll even make a post about it. But I think that really kind of wraps up my thoughts on retro anime for tonight. Yes, sir. I think that's the same for me. I think you've hit all hit all the nails on the head. I think it's about time to get tucked in. Well, my friend, yeah. it's time. To, it's time to have a call it a night. I'm yeah. tucking you in. I'll talk to you later. All right. Yes, sir. Sounds good. If you'd like to support us, you can check us out at Senpai Kohai Podcast slash Patreon.com, where you can join us and check us out on Discord as well, or check out our Discord and join us, uh, where we will be showing. Um, anime groups or anime night shows kind of uh having conversations and kind of just growing a community with you hopefully if you choose to join us we'd be excited to have you and with that uh you can check us out on all the social media feeds at senko podcast uh s-e-n-k-o-u podcast that's on instagram facebook and twitter um we'd love to interact love to talk love to chat just feel free to hit us up and with that steven i'll talk to you next time man Next time, my friend. Good night. Night.